Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. This is the DYM podcast. I am Sean Donnelly. That's one of your hosts. And that little tiny voice you just heard was your other host, Andy Fiore. Hi, everybody. Hey, Sean. (laughs) How are you, my friend? How are you, kid? Long time no see, Andy. Not really. We've been together a lot. Well, that that was the joke. (laughs) <laughs> I don't get comedy um, very much. Um, I was say, yeah, me and Andy had another. This is like our second uh, weekend together doing shows. We've done. Um, we had another weekend where we did a couple of shows, didn't we? Yeah, we had a summertime hang in July where we co-headlined two little things for Soul Joel, Joel Richardson. And then he uh, asked us if we wanted to do the same at a farm. In Schumong, New Jersey, a place not even people from Schumong have heard of before. And uh, it was great. Dude, no joke. And I brought it up on stage when we were at the show. The show was at a full-on farm. It was called The The Adventure Farm. First off, it was a blast. Like It It was was fun. But (laughs) have you ever done anything like that before in comedy? No. This is what COVID times have brought the world. It was. It was. When you say it's a farm, it was a fucking farm. Like it we was were a on a, a hayride flatbed truck. I mean, there was <laughs> hay in on the stage in front of me, and yeah, there was corn growing around. It's. I, I said it on stage. I go. This is a cross between Field of Dreams and the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and uh, it, the the show is actual bliss. But the other thing that I've never done before is is it was I think forty five degrees while we were performing. It was freezing. And I'll tell you, that's one of the positive things about what's going on right now. People just want to do something so bad. Nobody really left. I didn't see anybody leaving. They were all like under blankets in their jackets. They stayed for the whole show. They stayed yeah. for a band before us. But they were part of the show called the the, the Amptons. The Amptons, yeah. They warmed up the crowd and then and uh, then no. we went after the Amptons. And uh, dude, it was kind of a cool thing to watch because outdoor shows would have never been like that before COVID. <laughs> they weren't. They just weren't. For comedy, it was like the worst thing ever. Oh God, you'd, you'd be a nightmare. You go, oh, the outdoor show. Yeah, that's yeah. always the worst road stories. You go, yeah, I had to do it uh, next to. A, I had to do a barbecue on the uh, BQE. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> just these awful, like nightmarish, freaking stories. And we went, and we showed up. I, I, I was worried that uh, I don't know about you. Before we went, I was like, oh. What if I have to go to the bathroom? Like maybe, I thought, it was, I honestly thought it was going to be like we're just in a, in a in a farm with nothing around us, and there was just a group of people, and that was it. Like there was no semblance of any like thing going on, but there wasn't. We were on that tractor thing that had hay on it, and yeah. they had porta potties that were actually pretty clean considering, and they had a food yeah, truck. You couldn't and see anything. It was completely dark. You just had to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was hoping that I would have seen a UFO while I was there because they were very close. Oh, you guys. had your eyes peeled. You were pointing out planets and uh, quasars. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, like, well, I don't know if people know this. At certain certain nights, it's almost every night. If you see something in the sky, especially in New York, I don't know if it's an East Coast thing right now or if, or you can see it from every vantage point. You can see Mars. If you see something that's reddish, kind of you're like, oh, that looks kind of reddish. That's Mars. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And I told Andy, and I feel like you didn't believe me. Like, I I, like- it's just an indifference. I went, great. Mars. Cool. <laughs> Andy I know. Care. You, were like a, you were like a kid doing a science project in fourth grade. You, go, you see Mars. I go, eh, it's great. There's uh, you know, funnel cake over here. <laughs> yeah. And he was more excited about the fucking funnel cake. <laughs> you were. You were like, dude, I can smell that funnel. That funnel cake oh. smells so good. I'm like, I'm like, your universe Maybe. is happening around you, Andy. And you don't want to, you don't want to participate in the grand scheme of the universe. <laughs> uh, I like to be rooted in the earth. I, I don't want it. Scared, spooky space is scary. I don't, I don't like it. 
Oh, you get freaked out by it, right? Yeah, it's. I don't like aliens and UFO. That stuff scares me. I don't want them to abduct me. Does you it really love it, actually- and I. I don't care. I don't. I have an irrational fear of aliens. Wait, is that true? Yeah, I. Oh, I, I think they're going to take that. me away from my mom and dad. I don't <laughs> want them to kidnap me. <laughs> I honestly have brought up UFOs to you before, and you're like, "Yeah, no, I can't. Like, I can't talk about. It. I don't want to talk about it." I think they're cool and all that. I and I do think somewhere out there there's extraterrestrial life, but I just don't want them uh, coming to Astoria, Queens. Well, I have bad news for you. They've been here. They're <laughs> they're present, and it's just a matter of time, Andy. I think this is slowly happening. You think they're here, living in our everyday life? The more that no, meaning on the ground with us, like like yeah. as humans, no, not yeah. as humans. Like they live. Uh, there's a theory out there that I wouldn't I wouldn't put past any alien is that um that they're because people are talking talking about the different the different forms that they could be and so there's a chance that they're around us all the time just in a a form that we can't see so what if they were silicone based you can't see them what if they were like like they could be because think about it this way like and i know it's going to sound so heady saying like like, (laughs) i know it's going to sound so weird saying this but like think of like like plants plants are living so like oh, all right there was, there was an article where it was like it could be in that form around us like it's just that it's that either that stationary form or they're living on a, a plane that we don't know exists i see what you're saying yeah like it's, like it's, uh, it's, jellyfish yeah. i heard or yeah some of those weird like if you watch like uh planet earth some of those deep sea creatures they don't look right that's the thing they look like freaking aliens and <laughs> and i'll tell you this in my research in the past three years about ufos you know i've been researching this topic for three years and uh you know that their water is a thing with them like they a lot of the times they're seen above bodies of water there's actual witnesses who've seen them pulling water out of yeah. the body of water and uh there's things there's i watched a video in australia of all these guys that they were living in reservoirs and, and bodies of water where they were mm-hmm. like, I woke up and there was it was half the amount of water in the lake or in the reservoir. So like right, 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 that right. might be part of it. I don't know. Also, they ever- contact things within the water that are called uh-huh. unidentified submerged objects, which people Ooh, have seen. Yeah. USOs. USOs. Exactly. I see. I, I, did I ever tell you the story when like uh, the house I grew up in, the farm there, it was uh, so, but you know, my before my dad passed away, uh, at one point, he was a uh, he was a preacher, and no, I didn't know that. Did I know that? Yeah, and I th- I'm pretty sure I mentioned it here before. And then, like, he had like a traumatic, you know, kind of thing happen to him, and uh, he kind of gave up the church. And we, you know, out in New Jersey, I think this is why I am kind of still spooked by aliens. Is that I think one time we were my dad was we were like visited by aliens. You know what I mean? Wait, what are you talking? You've never told me that. What happened? Well, this I wanted to, you know, kind of tell you, like, the, to not to contradict the water thing, but what, like, when we got kind of attacked by aliens, we eventually figured out that water was what got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it was my cousin, uh... <laughs> dude. You know, you're a fucking asshole. You're just saying the plot to signs. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> I can't believe it took you that you let me go that long. My dad was never a preacher. <laughs> That's why I was like, what are you talking about? See how in it I am with you when it comes to UFOs that I will believe anything anybody tells me. <laughs> it's just the plot to signs. You fucking dick. I went, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know your dad was a, a preacher. He was a man, yeah, man of God. <laughs> Did he lose his faith after? He lost his faith. Yeah. So you couldn't say the part of your, about your about the mom. Cause that I, I was really away. trying to tiptoe around. I didn't know. I, I was making up as I was going along, but I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. No, I dude. I have had I, one time. Then this one is hundred percent true. I saw a weird ass orange light i'm not kidding i see now i, I ruined my credibility <laughs> but one time you know yeah. you've been was it the sun? Is, that, is that the point of the fucking joke it was the sun <laughs> no you were out in uh you know uh, where my mom lives in jersey it's woods very woodsy area and i saw one night lying on the couch at like 3 a.m a weird orange light kind of come 
down and go away instantly. And it spooked me. It freaked me out. Like I, I was terrified to go upstairs and turn the lights on. You saw it through the window? Yeah. And it came it, it came down on the ground and then went back up? Like an orange beam and then it was gone. It spooked me, dude. It was a real, I swear to God. You were probably abducted and then that's why you're trying to put out a disinformation campaign against UFOs that you don't this believe in. This one's real, baby. I would No, this one was scary. I turned all the lights on, turned the TV on. It was really horrifying. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd like to learn about that further. Uh, we, I'd like to question you about it, and maybe we. That's, maybe all, we I, can, that's all I have. Maybe I, I can know. take you to hypnosis, and then you get some repressed memories going <laughs> on your time uh, getting abducted by aliens. It was the yeah fire in the sky. Maybe it is maybe. woodsy. You know what's so funny is that what made me realize, and this also my ex wife uh, is from New Hampshire, and I chalked that up to being in new england like they they their suburbs are very spread out and very woodsy right mm-hmm. and i was just like oh that's because it's new hampshire and i never really thought i always thought of east like down here suburbs being like how i grew up but in actuality like it's super woodsy by your by your, your mom's house it's woodsy baby and it made me realize more and more that i live i'm from basically queens and i like i called it long island but like our houses were like so close together that i'm like yeah well there are oh, areas like that there's but, areas like that all over yeah you know yeah. I, my dad was the kind of guy like i don't want to deal with neighbors he likes his privacy so the houses are nice and spread out but uh yeah we had a nice we ate lunch outside in the park it was gorgeous yeah, yeah nice we have these we have these mandates man yeah very it, nice it, if you drove up and uh, if you were an alien and just took a little screenshot of our afternoon, you wouldn't have guessed there was any sort of pandemic going on. <laughs> there was an Asian family barbecuing in the park. Very well-behaved Asian family. <laughs> we were talking about it. They go, look at all the kids. The kids are just so well-behaved. We're like, if that was my family, you'd be setting off fireworks and throwing water balloons at strangers and, you know, calling we were, ice on the immigrants. We were saying that. Like, we were saying, like, it's kind of crazy. If this is any other nationality, this would have been a lot of noise coming over by the barbecue. Yeah. There was little tiny toddlers, and they were like, they were listening. They were riding their bikes like, doing like math, in, in formation. Like it was homework. <laughs> they were doing homework. Is it, is it racist to say that they were really well-behaved kids? No, and, and it's a compliment. It's, it's a compliment. But I really think it's a cultural thing. I really do. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm. Yeah, my family would be fucking cursing at each other out loud. You know, we'd be kicking the dogs and grilling. You know, well, there'd, be, there'd be boozing going on. It'd be you oh, know, forget about it. Yeah, yelling and doing origami, and there were you know. Uh, <laughs> All right, that was it. That was the line. <laughs> that was the racist was, line. That was it right there. You just big, crossed. You yeah. just became. Now we're an alt right podcast because you yep. had to say that. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they uh, really were. They were. There was a lovely family. Yeah, lovely. Day and I got to. I got to be honest. It was. It made for a much better lunch for me and you that it, they weren't screaming and yelling because well, it wasn't I, I a giant know. field. Absolutely. I don't know how you can have a good lunch. You put no sort of. Uh, 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 you you have the most plain sandwiches I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we go to a New Jersey staple, the Wicker Basket. I go. This is the greatest Taylor ham, egg, and cheeses you'll ever have in your life. Sean goes. I'll just have Taylor ham on bread. <laughs> you just get the meat and bread. It's an atrocity. It was disrespectful to the state of New Jersey. And I didn't I had bit my tongue. I didn't say anything because you know we're having such a nice day and I don't want to get loud in front of the Asians, but uh, <laughs> I have an appreciation for meat. I that's the I think the opposite no cheese? Like, you never heard no. You never heard the idea that the guys who um really pre- like the like the, the, the hamburger connoisseurs. They only get a hamburger on a bun. That's it. That's all they get. All so right, you well, can say that breakfast meat and if you the thing about it is if you're cooking your meat right, you shouldn't need anything else on top of it whatsoever. It's not that it needs anything else. It's that it also just adds to the experience. This Tell is him where, cheese, maybe some egg. It's the combination of all things. It's like this is a very deep topic to go down because I have a weird thing with food where. Like I will put cheese with. I, I won't eat cheeseburgers, but I'll eat Philly cheesesteaks. That's. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah, it's I'll weird. I know add it's cheese weird. on everything. What? I'll throw cheese on everything. And also, the way I thought of it is, I'm like, I'm 42. If I don't eat cheese on certain things, that's just healthier for me. So it's like, why even bother learning to eat cheese on everything? You know. What the learning? 
<laughs> Learning or, cheese on everything. You didn't go well, to college for it. <laughs> taking taking fromage 101. You went to a coma, came out of it. He had to learn to eat cheese <laughs> on things again. Um, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. I do. I think maybe not. I haven't heard that so much with hamburgers, but definitely like steaks. Like people who are, you know, if you have a good steak, you don't need salt or pepper or steak sauce or anything. You just eat it. I made a steak last night, baby. Woo! Eat was it good? You uh, did you make a steak? You put butter on yeah. it? I made. I, I did. I put a little butter on it. What kind Which of steak? I had never done until about three weeks ago when I made one and I put a little pad of butter on it. And Delicious. make it that much better. So good. I do a little butter and a little Montreal steak seasoning. And I do use a little of the uh, stubs, but not too much. And man, oh, I cooked it a little under medium rare. And baby, I was in, I was having a great time. I got to start cooking again. I've taken a break. I've been buying food like an idiot. Yeah, I went to the grocery store and just went to town. I go, this is going to be my uh, meals for the next two and a half weeks. And I'm really excited. And it, it just is such a better way to live. I was such an asshole who ate out every single meal. I didn't cook at all. And that's the one good thing of COVID is now I'm saving money. I'm going to the grocery store once or twice a week and I'm cooking at home and I'm learning stuff. And you do feel better about yourself. And I'm eating a little healthier, to be honest. Yeah, too. yeah. It's just I got to control my portion still. I'm still fucking. You're a you big know, boy. I, went out for, I ate the steak and then I went out for donuts afterwards. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because I ate a salad. I went to get a haircut yesterday. Got a haircut and a trim in the city. And I was right next to the to Chopped. Place for big salads. Yeah. And I hadn't been there in like eight months. A big a salad. Big salad. And un ensalada grande. And so I <laughs> said, all right, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to get a salad. And then I had, knew I had the steak at night. And I go, that'll be good. A little you know, balance there. And I was still hungry after my steak. So I walked up to the bodega and I got, you know, the Entenmann's. Oh, yeah. I got a rack at the end of an aisle. <laughs> and uh, no, they have a house at Windsor. No, they have a <laughs> display case at the end of the aisle. <laughs> and uh, I bought uh, the eight pack of the variety. You get two chocolate, two original, two crumbs and two frosted and i ate them all <laughs> i ate eight donuts last night like a nice. fucking asshole nice like a goddamn ass now Hi, like, I'm on here we come <laughs> yeah what i ate them all i just had them in front of me and i kept that eh, one more won't hurt eh, yeah one more won't hurt and then i just looked down and they're gone hey you're not gonna find an argument from me man that's yeah. <laughs> i've been in that same exact situation uh I was watching a Seinfeld episode last night. The 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 tape, the answering machine one. Uh huh. Dude, the whole when they're in the apartment, it's one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. When he's the the look that George, when she comes out and she goes, "You're a comedian. I know who you are. You're. I saw you at a comedy club." He goes, "That's right. I am." And then George goes, "That's so he goes, rude. He goes, Please, that's so rude." And then we can, <laughs> and he goes. Please come on, and then we can talk to Jerry. And he just says it's so weird. And then we can talk to Jerry. Talk to Jerry. Yeah, that whole scene is great. From the tippy toe to the tippy your toe. Father, your father wears swim shoes. Your father wears his shoes in the pool. Don't you find that odd? It's just everything about that is great. <laughs> Lemon tree. <laughs> Lemon tree, very pretty. <laughs> um, but it was so. I was walking to uh, my fat ass up to get donuts, and I. I walk by this bar mosaic who has this great outside setup. And as I'm walking up, I clearly hear first date conversation. Oh, and, and you could tell one of the parties cringeworthy, cringeworthy, dude. It what the, the guy was not happy. I don't think because I walked by on her saying, so like I'm a vegetarian, but like when I come to restaurants, it's okay. I don't really care. <laughs> <So this is fine." laughs> <laughs> so so you're not a vegetarian yeah, yeah, we, yeah, well. good luck with your sometimes vegetarian bro <laughs> i've actually heard of people switching on and off from like you can't call yourself a vegetarian yeah, you're just a regular person that's just yeah. you and me we're all <laughs> but some people will be like hey i go two days vegetarian two days not two days on two days off but they don't say i'm a vegetarian 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's funny to say that. That's such a great first date thing. She's like, I'm a vegetarian, but if you're paying for my meal, I'll yep, be whatever exactly what we are. Yeah, yeah. And I, I walked by five minutes later with my with my donuts, and she was still going, and homeboy was just had that like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> when's, not, when's an appropriate time for me to get out of here? Oh, no. Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor kid poor kid holy cow man god we've everybody's been there in that situation yeah Looks, you, uh, do you think you've ever been that you've been her for somebody been that side of it ooh, for somebody that's a great question i am so hypersensitive to my insecurities i'd like to think i haven't been but then again i'm a pretty heavy drinker so i'm sure i've been a problem <laughs> <for somebody. laughs> <laughs> once the social lubricant gets in me, once once drunk Andy comes out, I don't think I'm like a, I, I don't think on a first date or anything. I'm I'm I guarantee uh, somebody has been disappointed in my looks <laughs> or something like that. But I don't think that on a first date sober, I've been. I mean, I can hold a conversation, and I'm a funny guy. You know, I can. If anything, I think I try too much to kind of make the conversation go two ways. Because I've been on a bunch of dates where these girls are just duds and can't carry a conversation. So it's just like, listen, ladies, I just can't keep asking question after question. You got to give me, throw some, throw me some softballs, lob me up a few, you know? I've said that before. uh, Like, I've said that, we've talked about that before, where it's like, it makes you realize, like, oh, I'm a good conversationalist. I know I'm good socially. Like, that's movies, music, you know? I mean, I'm not the greatest in topical stuff, but like, you know. I can get by. I don't. So no, I don't think I've been like. Uh, uh, when can I get out of here? Material, you know. If that also, it's like I think. I think there's a special there's a special type of person that has to be to think that like where it's like it's got to be brutal like you know what I'm saying where it's like is, is there a happy there's no happy medium where it's like oh I can take or leave this is there I guess there probably is where it's like this is kind of because the minute you're like I'm bored that's when you're like let me get out of here. Right, right, right. I he, well, let me tell you this. Uh, I don't know if I brought it up on last week's pod, but uh, I was supposed to have that date, and yeah, she canceled very, you know, an very hour and a half beforehand, and also very weirdly, right? Yeah, I got fucking cock blocked by a Zoom call. Right. You know, like she's like, I forgot about a Zoom at seven, and I went, all right, what do you? If it's a work thing, sure, I it all you know, shit happens. The way we left it. Uh, she goes, I'm so sorry. I just been so spacey during COVID and I needed like a secretary and a calendar. And I was like, yeah, yeah, don't forget it. She was like, can we do it next week? I was like, no problem. She's like, all right, cool. Rain check. So I texted her last night just going, Hey, what's your, how's your week looking? And I have had zero response. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, man. The fizzle out. It's like, don't, don't fizzle it out. Like, don't like, it's like, yeah. I mean, we never even got to, we weren't like talking every five minutes anyway, but I think she's, uh, I got the old ghost. So, which is, she's very on brand for October. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I I mean, I don't know. I I thought, I thought she was cooler than that though. I didn't think it was going to be kind of a ghost situation, but then doesn't your mind always do that thing? You go, Oh, did she like? Uh, did she look up my act, or did she like research me on the internet and like change her I, mind within the last week? Oh, I don't go. I, that's now. That's a new thing that I'll freak out about. But I, <laughs> I don't go that way. I always go. Oh, did the last? What? What about the last thing I wrote? Piss them off. Oh, I think. <laughs> so I'll just read. Maybe you did. And and he's like, I'm joining the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fun group. <laughs> Uh, she wrote something. She's like, I'm not typically a flake, but here in COVID times, I totally am rain check. And I wrote, yeah, all good. I've been the dumbest person alive since March. And I think (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that did it, but I don't think you're helping your case. She wrote, I'll be just as dumb next week as I am this week, but check in next week. Yeah. And I I really wrote back. I was like, I didn't mean to imply that, but I will. Uh, Blah blah. Yeah. I left it off like a goober. And then but whatever, dude. Fuck everything. <laughs> I'm so sick of dating and apps and bullshit. Yeah, it's good. It's tough, man. It's really tough. I had this girl we hung out once, and it, I thought it went well. And I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'd love to do this again." And then, and she did the. She left. 
I don't, I don't think it was a flake thing, but it was like a, so I'm going away uh, for a week and then um, she's like, I'm going away for a week. I'm like, cool. But she's like, definitely next week though. I'm like, all right, cool. And then she comes back and she goes, well, it's my birthday week. So my friends, they, 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 birthday week. I'm doing, uh, well, she's like, my birthday is this week. So my friends are taking me out every day this week. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then I just, I, and I waited until after the birthday. I was like, happy birthday. And I think I hope it went well. And I'm like, if you still want to hang, let me know. And she was like, Oh, I'm going back to my brothers, and I, I just think that yeah, I, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, oh, all right, and she's like, I don't think but the weird part about it is I go, she goes, oh, I don't think it's you know the good time, like I didn't realize that dating would be hard for me with schedule wise and all this, so I wrote no sweat, I just wrote no sweat, and she writes back a gentleman till the end, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? I'm like, what do you mean a gentleman till the gentleman end? Gentleman and a scholar till through and through. Yeah, and I'm like a gentleman till the end. I'm like. We hung did out you ever once. meet her face to face? Yeah, we you did. Hung out once. Yeah, we hung out once. Well, and maybe, then I was like, she, maybe you were probably a gentleman on the date, and then she probably, you know, saw that you were being very uh, helpful and you know not being a jerk. So you know, I, I think it's a nice compliment. She goes, a gentleman to the end, which you are. Yeah, but it makes you know what, what goes. And also, right she was trying, and she was saying, and I hope you pick up on the end, meaning this is the end of us talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what 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 it tells me is like you're you aren't as confident. You're like like you're you're being too nice. And it tells me like, all right, yep. But I that's probably not what she meant. But I took it as like it's hard. Yep. Text and message. It's hard to convey things, yeah. And it's also hard. I know. To I get nervous. Them. I go, oh, that was sarcasm, but it's not going to read that way. And <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Yeah. I've had <laughs> yeah. I, this girl that was a, she's a doctor from the Dominican Republic that I was oh, talking to. And down. I go, I go, oh, so you, oh, she, but she's taking the board. DR from the DR. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. And she goes, no, I was a doctor in the Dominican Republic. And uh-huh. I go, oh, so you're gonna be a you're gonna be a DR from the DR? And she goes, <laughs> no, I was a doctor uh, when I was there. And, like- and I was like, asshole, I'm joking, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> but I'm he like, called her an asshole. Maybe that's where it went sour. I didn't say that, but I'm like, come on, <laughs> it's a silly, stupid. It's almost like a dad joke. Come on, just you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I know it, it. Yeah, it's it's impossible. It does this COVID doesn't make anything easier, but uh, I'm trying. It's just futile, and it makes me want to give up on you know. I, yeah, I'm just at a loss for words on the whole dating scene. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Well, I will I, say this: I, um, you know, COVID testing is part of dating now, and I I just got one done for this thing I have to do, and uh, I was terrified of doing the COVID test because I have bad sinuses. Oh yeah, so, well, dude, nobody I likes that fucking swab going up there, man. Like, like the whole time. Okay, so I should tell you this: the whole time we were hanging out this weekend, yeah, I found out I had to get one. They're like, "Oh, it's going to be the regular oh, one." God, I, thought that, I thought you were going to tell me. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Like I had COVID. No. Um, <laughs> and all, by the way, by the way, I had COVID. You have it now. And uh, <laughs> no, what happened was they told me through email that I had to get this test done, and I thought it was going to be one of these regular six-inch swab up the sinuses test. No, you want the rapid. uh, No, this isn't even the rapid one. This is like, this is rapid enough. It was like just midway. But I didn't. The rapid is the lesser of the two. I know, I know, but I didn't know that that was the case. But this one I got, even, I don't think they do the other one anymore, the the, the six inch one. Because I, this is supposed to be a regular test. And I went and it was just. To it was like midway through the nostril, through the nostril. It's still not pleasant, but it's bearable. It's 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 easily bearable, dude. I'm talking about this. There's one I did once when I went to the doctor. They shoved this giant swab up and in, into your sinuses, and I couldn't. I gagged. I couldn't take it. I couldn't. I'm like, the worst of that too. Yeah, I'm the worst. So I was pretty much starting over the weekend. I was dreading going in Monday to go to this thing, and when they finally, when I saw what it was, I was skipping home. I was skip. I was. So excited that it didn't. This is this is how you know we have no jobs right now. This, yeah, you're keeping is, us all in suspense here. What? Oh, about if I'm if I'm negative or not? Yeah. Well, you have to find out the next episode of the DYM. all weekend. We were spooning. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming I mean, you're negative, but your demeanor. 
I'm negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God, because we were, uh, I don't want to mention the place in Jersey because it was such a great place, but we basically went out to it. We were, I mean, it was like normal times. So we did a show in Jersey. Shut the fuck up, Andy. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm not going to name where it was. It it was not at the venue. It was, we did a great show at TIFFs. Thanks to Mike Romanelli again uh, at TIFFs and the Comedy Dojo. These guys do it right, man. They love comedians. And Mike is such a good guy. Please check them out at tiscomedy.com. They have a great schedule. They bring in New York City comics, and they have still like a great outdoor setup. And they we did that on Friday. They have a really great outdoor setup. Like it's it's covered one of patio. The best, yeah, covered patio. One of the best. Like it it feels it feels good. Like if they can keep yeah. doing these with heat lamps or somehow during the winter, Absolutely. comics should go out there and do it and go and go check it out. If you live in Jersey, <laughs> what what what'd you say? Mars, no, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, Mars Plains, New Jersey. But afterwards, you know, we had a lot of my buddies from uh, from home come and we went out on the town and the girls who worked there were like, hey, we're going to this other place after. And you, me, uh, my buddies, Brown and Chris and uh, a couple others, we went to a bar and we, you know, they were it was a small bar. They were at capacity, but, you know, we took the masks off outside, but we were inside and Things felt great and it was normal. It was a fun time and a fun hang. But um, the whole point of that is I'm glad you're negative because we were in some uh, not well, quite maybe I don't want to call them super spreader events. But no, dude, don't don't tell people that. Here's well, the thing: weren't. it really wasn't. We were outside and we were we were yeah we were socially distanced kind of in it a was way. Close. More close contact than I would have probably preferred, but the alcohol was flowing. So you're, you know, all of a sudden hugging people again, people you haven't seen in eight months and yeah. catching up and shouting and screaming, you know, and you get a few in you. So it's good that you got the negative because that makes me feel like, well, you know, I should probably get one too. But just the fact that we were all yeah. weekend. But um, um, that was fun. it was a fun night. Man. It was. Hold that thought really quickly. I'll be right back in two seconds. Oh, boy. Someone's got to take a shit. Sorry, Mike. Mush, you you know the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. Are we okay? Can you just take that part out? Yeah, you got it. So that was a fun time, dude. I really had a great time with the local show. And then we even met two people. And I, they called your bluff. You're talking to this one 22-year-old girl. She's got a gay boyfriend that we think. <laughs> you go, hey, why don't you come to the show tomorrow? Wait, and this is like an hour and a half away, two hours away. And they came. They but came here's the, the thing. Show. But you know this for a fact. That's a drunk comic thing to do. Of I'm course. They called you bluff. You know, they did. They came. That's yeah. They very sweet. Came. And we're just he's, they're, he's obviously not gay, but uh, a very sweet couple. And they came. And they hung out. They'd never been to a comedy show before, and they loved it. And the far yeah, it was a fun weekend of shows. Man, I really had a great time. It was a it was a great weekend. I got to stay at Casa de Fiore. It was very nice. Yep, got to stay it on the ranch. The accommodations and, uh, were top notch. I would say. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got home and you know drunk from the bar. I go, okay. I made a hot pocket, and you did. You were very good. You did not give in. I did not give in at I all. Ate the whole thing. <laughs> I, I didn't it even was ask. I was like, oh, awesome. He didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I get both. <laughs> I get both pockets. Wait, I didn't even ask what flavor hot pocket it was. Ham and cheddar. Okay. Okay. Classic. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I've been doing pretty good not eating after a certain time because I drank yeah, so much. Very, that I, yeah, very good about it. I'm trying to get better, buddy. I'm trying to get better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Overall, the weekend was so much fun. Like it, make, it, it did. It harkened back to regular comedy times. Yeah, very much so. It was a really fun weekend. Lots of made some made a few bucks working outside, making bucks. What movie? <laughs> uh, office space. Yeah, that a baby. Yeah, and speaking of movies, uh, yeah, I did watch uh, one thing last week. It was a documentary, but sp- we should get to this first because the news came in today. Such terrible news about Jeff Bridges. He's got lymphoma, and I really hope he pulls through and it's not fatal. But I mean, it's the dude. It's he's beloved, and he just seems like the sweetest guy. And we just send wish him the best. Is the, the good li- the good lymphoma man. or the bad lymphoma? The good. 
I don't know. Is there a that's, good that's one? Thing, that's from Kirby Enthusiasm. That's the oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that leads me to believe there is a good lymphoma. So. so there's one that's the, basically he does it because there's one that's way more curable than the other one. One of them's okay. like terminal, and then one of them is like people get it and they get over it. I don't know what, which one is which. But yeah, I mean, uh, he, he put a post on his Instagram, and uh, that leads me to believe maybe it's not the more serious one. I don't know anything about that other than I just I wanted to get better not. and keep making movies. So I, I thought it'd be interesting. I, I'm pretty sure I was going to ask you your your top five Jeff Bridges movies, but I think top I know five your top, would be I know your top two. Can what I guess your top, top two? Your top two is Lebowski and Hell or High Water. Yeah, yeah, that would, that, that <laughs> would definitely be. I thought, be in that order. Um, it would yeah. be about for him. Nope. Would, uh, what movie? I like Hell or High Water as a movie better than Lebowski, probably. What? Come yeah, on. But, well, but also, you can't really match them up because, like, well, they're so different in as far as movies go. Uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah, I love Hell or High Water. I love it. That's great. A movie. I know. I know you do, but. It's the Big Lebowski is the Big Lebowski. Yeah, Big Lebowski is legendary, but it's you know he's so good in it. He makes the movie. Yeah, it's such a good ensemble. Goodman is so great in it, but like it's one of those things where it's like normally you know Goodman's so good that like um, Goodman is so good that uh, normally it would be like oh Goodman stands out from this thing and the movie's okay. But everybody's so great in that that that's why it's such a legendary movie Uh, and. Yeah, that, that, like made his. Would you think that made his career? I guess. John Goodman or Jeff Bridges? No, uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, he had a pretty strong career before Lebowski. I mean, he had uh, the Last Picture Show. If you want to, I mean, he was nominated. No, no he was working like crazy, and he was a big name. No, the Fabulous Baker Boys. Um, Which Tron. I never saw. I never saw Tron. <laughs> I never saw uh, um, the Fabulous, fabulous Baker, Boys. Baker Boys. TFBB, um, nothing special. I, it's kind of like one of those uh, throwback movies, but uh, really sexy Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, yeah, that made her yeah more popular. Him and Bo, him and his brother. He's yeah, they were both in it. He's also great in um in Iron Man. He's a good villain in the first oh, Iron very good. Man. Yeah, great in Iron Man. Um, yeah, he's. You know what it is? This is why it'll be such a shame if you, True Grit. It, it's, it's such a shame he's sick. True Grit. He's fantastic. Oh, what do you want? And then he won the Oscar for Crazy Heart. Yes. You find the uh, one. You know what it is? It's like you're not going to find too many more grizzled guys. How many more grizzled guys are left in Hollywood? He yeah. is a quintessential grizzled dude. You know. Yeah, but I mean, he used to be like a young heartthrob. Yeah, I he's know. And like, the career. He's had a great career, man. He's doubled down on this on this cowboy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm saying, like, think about it. If you're okay, so say. Name uh, under the age of 40 any other grizzled or the people that are on their way to being grizzled actors. Uh, maybe Colin Farrell. Yeah, he's getting there. But Colin Farrell, like they had him in True Detective. It seems like he's trying to get to that place, but he can't get there yet. You know, Even, I always feel the way about DiCaprio too. DiCaprio in the worst way wants to be a grizzled actor. Yeah, he's too pretty. I'll tell you, he's getting there, and also he's a heartthrob still as being grizzled. Brad Pitt. Oh, definitely. Great call. That's the number Once one. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt yeah. is he's, he's not under 40, good, obviously. He's going to be a good older grizzled guy. and you're Really still, good older grizzled guy. He's still going to want to suck his dick. I guarantee it. He, he's going to be... <laughs> yeah, you know, Andy. He loves I'll to speak suck for myself. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good call. Yeah. Brad Pitt's awesome. Like, I feel like he, I feel like he regained his heartthrobbiness in uh, his grizzled heartthrobbiness in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. People yeah. go nuts for him in that. Because even in Snatch, where he plays this, you know, gypsy Irish boxer drunk, you're like, he's still gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, God, I love him. He said that's one of my favorite roles. He's Mickey in Snatch. It's such a great, he's great, great, great in movie. It. Yeah, I rewatched it recently, and it still holds up for me. So it's just oh, so I, fun. I, I, I watched it probably about a, a year ago. I would think something like that. Yeah, whatever it is, it's a great movie. I think I did. I mention this to you this weekend. What I just rewatched last week for the first time in a while, maybe even since I was in high school and saw it in the theater, was Chasing Amy. And yeah, it doesn't hold up, right? What a piece of shit that was! <laughs> and I walked out of the theater loving it. I go, Kevin Smith's a genius. Uh, he writes how I feel, and That's I go, that '90s thing. Yeah, but I was also seventeen. Yes. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? 
And well, uh, yeah, I, I never noticed this part before. There's a blatant Jaws uh, homage to it. When I don't comparing. even remember the movie enough to know what it I is. I didn't either until uh, I saw the scene. They're basically sitting when uh, Jason Lee and Joey Lauren Adams are yeah. comparing sex injuries. It's all the whole Jaws. Oh, right. I got that. Wow. Beat. I got that beat. And he even set up like the, it kind of looks like the hull of the boat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the orca. But I was just like, ah, oh, that's fun. But man, the movie is just such slop. And like the, it's, He's like the he's just like he's like the David Mamet of uh, garbage. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Does that make sense in a way? Like he's yeah, got his particular style of writing. Like you can tell David Mamet, Aaron Sorkin. You can tell their styles. But Dave, Kevin Smith just has that pretentious way of just over overwriting his characters. <laughs> they just all sound like assholes. That is brilliant. That that <laughs> Kevin Smith is the David Mamet of garbage. He's written his own language right. of, of garbage in movie. You're absolutely right. You nailed it. That's the exact right way to put it. Because they do. It has its own cadence in those movies. Yeah. But everybody, it's it's like it's like the dialogue is made for bad acting. Like it's like that kind of thing. Hundred percent. It's like Sha- M Night Shyamalan does that too. But I mean, like. But only in certain movies is it evident. Like a lot of movies are such cool ideas that you don't realize it. But Kevin Smith movies, you're like, oh, this is like if me and my friends got together and made a movie, we could we could pull off something yeah. better than this. Like it's like yeah. that kind. But I don't get me wrong. I actually like Kevin Smith as a guy, and I grew up on his. You, there's, there's, you used to, I mean, I still love, I'm always gonna love Mallrats, and I've always Mallrats is great. It, it, uh, Clerks was yeah, fun Clerks when it came really, out. Yeah. It's, it's almost like okay. Kevin Smith, I think he's almost, I think he's pretty self-aware enough, I would hope. He belongs at a certain time. He belongs, because, dude, the guy doesn't make, yeah, he, he makes movies 90s. now. He screams 90s, but he was like, he was, he was important for that time. Like, yes. he obviously tapped into something that worked in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he, like, like, but it doesn't work now. And you would hope that he knows that that's what it is, but whatever his sensibility is, is just done with like it, it, it loses it it's almost like john hughes but like a shittier john hughes like it's like that kind of you know what i'm saying like yeah, john hughes yeah. even exactly. though even if you watch some of john hughes movies they seem dated in the the mindset of a teenager because whatever he whatever he tapped into was the mindset of a teenager in the 80s and only the 80s whatever yeah. differentiated a teenager back then to now it, john hughes didn't have that it just you only had whatever worked in the in the in the 80s you know right so I Red State was okay, actually. Now that I I never saw it. Red State, but he, I, think, right. I think he's like, oh, I'm just gonna make these indie movies, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be more of a personality than a director because he, I think he kind of like lost it after a while. Of course, well, he also got bored out of that, uh, born out of the '90s dream of Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith, these guys who loved movies and made them independently and grossed hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you know, obviously, he didn't really follow it up with quite the career that Tarantino has. But uh, that was a very lovable kind of director from the 90s, you know, the independent, all the art house films. And I yeah. you know me, I think the 90s are right behind the 70s as a great decade of movies. I yeah. love everything the 90s gave us. But, and and when it comes to when it comes this is the thing it's it's who's evergreen and who's not who who spans time and who doesn't so there's movies from back in the day like I like I told you remember I was I watched that movie Marty that won the Oscar Marty yeah. is like yeah you like Marty is a very fifties it, no, it, was made it happens it happens all the time it happens all the time people are a product of whatever's going on at that moment that's why movies are constantly changing and the and the the, the, the I see. Yeah, the, fans still- are, the fans are changing. The language changes. The way look at acting from 1940s. We're like, Mr. Carellas, we need you come down to the news office. Sure, give us yeah. like it's like 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 why do people have a weird accent in old movies? You know, it's like that kind of thing. So that changes and uh, can happen in the 90s too because look at that. Mall rats was a thing. Mall rats spoke to us so much because of the mall oh. and because of what's going on. That's not <laughs> a thing to people now. People, you know, that's not a thing at all to kids now. Right, right. Jesus H. Christ, that's kind of scary. Yeah, we still have to do the uh, the DYM uh, worst movie to win best picture. We teased it a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. We did. We'll do it, maybe we'll do it next really, week. Yeah, maybe we'll do it next week. But anyway, uh, you know, 
Don't don't watch Chasing Amy again. <laughs> I don't think you'll enjoy oh, what it. I, what, what I wanted to say about Chasing Amy is I remember the day. I'll tell you the day that I well the day that I saw it. It was when it came out. It was at the Angelica. I was visiting my friend Jared in the city. He was he was staying at Parsons. He went to Parsons College. Parsons, whatever. Oh, good and, football. Uh, well, yeah, good football. <laughs> good football at the Art College. Um, and I went to Angelica by myself. It was pouring out. And I had a nice day where I got myself lunch, went to the movie dinner, met Mike D of the Beastie Boys at Ooh. the concession stand. Uh, asked him a really dumb question because I, I all I could think of I asked, I, at the time I was skateboarding, and they I think they really do own part of the company Girl, which is a which is a um, skateboarding company. Uh-huh. And I said to Mike D, I said, "Hey, how are you?" I go, "Do you do, do you guys own part of Girl?" And he was like, "No." And I'm like, "All right, later." <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy your film. Enjoy your popcorn and your film, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then I went oh, to watch Chasing Amy. Uh, what'd you say? That's all you mustered up is that's all I, I, I was. I remember being really nervous to go up to him and say anything. It's nerve wracking. And then I went and I watched Chasing Amy. And I remember, I remember, like you said, walking out of there, like that was great because you Brilliant. had there was like <laughs> this, like, yeah, I'm in an indie theater. It's the 90s. I love indie movies. It's cool. I love Big Lebowski. I love like it's well, that was before Big Lebowski, but it was like. It was that whole time. It just fit into that time period. And if I wa- I know if I watched it now, I'd be like, this is garbage. This is I bad. wanted to throw the remote at the TV. I was so upset that I loved it that much. In, uh, in my own life, I go, how did I get, get so taken this. in by this? Because, you're, because you changed as a person. You, you were a I different grew. person. Yeah, you grew. You grew uh, uh, vertically. So yeah. Centered. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up. <laughs> um, but I... So what did you rewatch? I rewatched something that I I think I brought up on the podcast before. And I, and I, there's a certain point of it, not just to bring it up and say, I watched it, but there's a certain point uh, I wanted to bring up about it that I really realized that I enjoyed this time around. I watched ready or not. Did you ever end up watching that or no? Is uh, the woman gets married to the guy that the the old, old, really old money family who they made all their money. They hunter, yeah. They, no, they, hunter, they play. No, no. but it's Whoever. been on. I should, should I watch it? Watch it. Watch it. It's really? Fun. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think oh, I buddy, and I've got my I've got my movie for the night. Oh, thank you. Watch ready or not. I think you'll oh, dig I it. I can't wait now. It's good, man. It's good. It's 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 it's. I actually liked it better on rewatch. First time I watched, it, I was like, that was what pretty did good. You watch it on. I watched it on HBO Max. I think. Oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited because I need something new. I've watched fucking everything, dude. I can't wait. It's a cool anything. To, I realized it came out around the same time as Knives Out. They're not the same movie, but they kind of have the same feeling. Knives, I out, Knives out, okay. Knives Out, I liked a lot. Um, I I like uh, things like that. I like things surrounding. I think it's like these anti-rich movies. It's like these weird. That's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to do like these anti-rich people movies. Well, that's why I loved The Hunt. You, the Hunt was fantastic. I gotta check that out. Yeah. But. The one of the aspects that I loved about Ready or Not that really made it shine is, I guess you would call it not just costuming, but production design. The way it looks mm-hmm. is fantastic. So everything about it, like it's so believable. Because I don't, I don't think it was even made for that much money, to be honest. I, I don't know if it'd be considered indie, but it, there was not no stars in it. Like okay. um, only well, only Andy, Andy Andy McDowell was in it, but like you know okay. she's a pretty big name. And but it was really cool. It is exactly what you wanted from a movie like that. And the way they have her look when she gets down to it, like I also love revenge movies, and this is kind of it. Kind of got into. I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, I, don't yeah. give me any more plot points. I but like the, the, what I, the point I wanted to bring up was the look. Like they nailed like the badass look of the movie. You know. All right, cool. I'm excited. Uh, Definitely worth checking my, out. I'll give you Fiori's critique next week. Yes, um, I. <laughs> Watch. I told you a little bit about this when we were together this weekend. I watched this documentary called uh, Red Penguins. And if you're a hockey fan or any sort of maybe even if just a fan of sports, watch this documentary because it's super fun. Uh, in the you know after the Cold War ended, basically the Russian army, the Red Army, the hockey team that was funded by the Soviet Union had no more money left, and they were going to go under as a you know national program. Uh, they weren't going to be able to compete in the Olympics, etc., and international play. And so the Pittsburgh Penguins ownership group decided to stake them a 50% share of money and kind of come in and revamp and re-energize the Russian national team. 
and also kind of have a pipeline into their elite prospects to maybe bring over to the NHL. Yeah. And they go over like, how'd you like to be an American citizen, boy? (laughs) Right, right. right. Well, yeah, a lot of that. So basically they send this one guy, this young guy, he's, you know, a genius in marketing over to Russia and he's holding all these crazy nights. He's, he's hiring hookers off the street to come in and like they're holding bikini contests, anything to sell tickets. And they've got the circuses in town. He brings all these bears in from the circus and these bears, they're giving away free beer and stuff. It's hilarious. And then the mafia gets involved. The scary Russian mafia and things go haywire. So it's a fun watch. I won't give any more away, but it's a cool documentary hour and a half. If you, you know, especially the hockey fan and me loved it, but just kind of a cool post cold war thing where you go, man, Russia, I don't mess with those guys. <laughs> uh, you don't mess with Russians, man. All bets are I off. Love the Russians. Russians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love Russians. We're are we? Would you say we're pro Russia on the podcast? No, Not we can't. Russia, baby. <laughs> I'm as red as they come. <laughs> That's why the logo's red. That's why my face is red. <laughs> That's not from all those donuts. That's from being uh, pro-Russia. Yeah. Not from high blood pressure at all. It's from my love <laughs> of, of Mother Russia. Well, Andy, it was great to see you, my friend. I think we should do plugs and explain explain our new situation and explain what people should sure. uh, check out. And then also, guys, we're on the laugh button. We're so excited to be on so it. So excited. And, uh, love it. You can check out the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It's at the DYM podcast on both things. And it's really important, guys. Um, Subscribe, rate, and review. We know there's tons of shows out there. If you're digging this at all and you want to hear more from us, we we promise there's there's more coming. So uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show. It helps us get the show. Tell a friend. It helps us get more listeners. Uh, And also, Andy has a radio show on Sirius. It's called The Raw Report. It's every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99. It's a really hilarious show. Uh, And I've got one on Wednesdays called Celebrate, and it's fantastic. And Andy, what else did you want to say? Anything else? I don't really have much to plug this week. You can follow me on the socials at Andy Fiori, A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R-I. I don't even think I have anything on the books stand-up wide, which is kind of depressing, but uh, I'm just kind of hopping around the city trying to do spots here and there. I don't have any road dates coming up. I have state one, of affairs. I, I have a couple. I'm doing another show for Joel, Soul Joel at, on October 30th in Poconos. I'll get more details next week. And then also I... Um, I'll be at the Helium in, on the 29th at 8 p.m. in Philly, the Philly Helium, nice. doing trying to run what I was going to run for the for the album, and then we'll see where it's at. And it's it's a whole disaster. What are you going to do? But guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Andy, my Mike friend. Suarez, our producer. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much, Michael Suarez of San Antonio. We appreciate <laughs> your help, man. And thanks to the laugh button. We're having a blast, and uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Come again